Welcome to Phone Sex with Lily Show, where talent in front and behind the camera is showcased and explored. As you can imagine, there are a lot of characters and personalities in this industry. Listen as they share their stories. But first, grab your lube and get comfortable because the guests will unknowingly be subjected to phone sex with a porn star, webcam model, and your host, Lily Craven. today we are we are very good all the better from hearing from you oh really i heard you were kind of horny today i'm always horny (laughs) do you have your hand in your pants right now well i could do yes i do now (laughs) i like that i love it Will you start by warming your balls up? Just roll them around in your hand. Okay. That's uh nice are you doing? So what are you what are you wearing? What am I wearing? Um well, I have this sexy little crop top on with a little thong bikini panty and some tight yoga pants. Wow. You should is definitely your, go to video call. Is your <laughs> dick getting hard? Is your cock getting really, really hard? Oh, it is. It is. Uh, mm, I love it when it's hard. If I came over there and I just swallowed your cock all the way down to your balls, would you tell me no? I would not tell you no. I think I like you. Can I get the camera out? Put it on Twitter. I <laughs> whatever I, you know what I will travel for you because I heard you have a really big cock. Well, it's the one I have, and I'm happy with it. I love your That's accent. Your <laughs> well, oh goodness, I was going to say the same about you. Your accent's just getting me so mm, hot and bothered. I've been told I need to come to America. Come to America to come. If you like my accent so much, you could just fuck my face and, well, yeah. I want you to fuck my face. Will you do that, please? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my. (laughs) Then would you jerk a huge rope of cum all over my face, please? Oh. Oh, you you like naughty girls. Oh, you just. Did you just lose your load? Yeah, come on. Use your oh. finger. Swallow it. Ooh, I'm gonna lick each finger. You're listening to Phone Sex with Lily on K97 FM Radio, your adult party station. And I am here joined by the one, the only wonderful Mr. Paul Jones. Hello, how are you? Hi, we're good. <laughs> You're good now, huh? Are you a little hot and bothered? Just a touch, just a touch. Okay. Now, Paul, tell us who you are and what do you do in the industry? 
Ah, well, Paul Jones, uh, main industry character right now is Bad Butler, and I've been in it for a long, long time, seen quite a lot of changes. Oh, my. <laughs> so what you, and where are you located? Uh, in the U.K., Oh, nice. The UK. Yeah, they, they get a little freaky over there, don't they? We try. We try. Yeah, I know. I have a question about this before we get into anything else. What is it with water sports and rimming in the UK? Oh, um, how do my... you say just how does that happen? Just a different country and then you're. You're e- the girls are eating ass. I mean, I just am wondering. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, ne- for me, neither of those things do very much. I mean, I'm I'm happy to do some rimming and be rimmed, but uh, it's basically a wet tickle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the water sports thing. Yeah, it is popular, and I have no idea why. You can only be. You never really get things that you're not into. That that is true. I do give you that. I do like, but but they're not really into it as like they are in the UK over here either. So I'm like, is it a, if that makes it a cultural thing, right? It is. I mean, you guys are completely into anal, and oh, that, that looks weird. You can't, you can't you can't have an American porn scene without someone going up the ass. You do have a point there. I I give you that one. <laughs> but they don't go up my ass. So I don't uh, no mine come much. to that. <laughs> I just think that I, they shouldn't go in my ass because, like, I don't think we're paid enough. Yeah. Well, again, everybody eats to their own. But, you know, different yeah. cultures, different styles. You know, the American style is very, I would say, glossy. Other people would say fake. Yeah. Um, and that clearly works for a market. I've always much preferred to go for realism, people having yeah. fun fucking. You know, if you've got a guy who looks like he's in the gym and a woman who's thinking of a kitchen. Yes. <laughs> I don't care what complicated positions they're in. Yeah. And in and, and, and the UK, I mean, your content is very raunchy and real and. Uh, yeah, there's a big difference for sure. Yeah, we try for that. Um, most of the producers in the UK mostly will try and shoot straight through. So no. once you start on the action, they don't want to do a stop start. Interesting. Because when you do a stop start, it loses chemistry. So yeah. they'll tend to just say, look, you know, we'll shoot around you, and then it'll be minimum camera instructions. And it's it's pretty much always been that way, certainly since the 90s. It's more like sex tape or gonzo. Yeah. I mean, there can be a lot of, you know, well, not so much now because people haven't got the money, but it used to be you could have quite a lot of setup work. You know, you could spend an entire day doing the first five minutes <laughs> yeah. but once once the fucking starts you try and shoot with the minimum minimum interruption yeah well that makes sense and then that's minimum editing as well right <laughs> that's how i 
I used to shoot straight through everything because I didn't know how to edit. <laughs> and that was the trick. Do it one time. You don't have to do it. So, I, yeah, and that was pretty challenging <laughs> in itself. And now that I can edit, it's like, oh, big deal. I'll screw that up, screw that up. Oops, wrong hole. No. <laughs> it still is to shoot straight through, though. Could you, If you get it right, you still don't have to do much editing. I mean, as long as you're framing it. Yeah. Now, you know, find the camera moves and chop them out. Yeah. Because everybody exactly. always moves too fast, you know. Yeah. Good style, okay. nice slow camera moves. I mean, come on. <laughs> Correct. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, one time I set up a bunch of cameras, multiple cameras, and they were all different, like, frame sizes, and they were all <laughs> And they did not smooth, like, go together very well. And I had no clue why it looked so bad. And I was like, oh, that's because I didn't set these all up the same <laughs> so it didn't it didn't turn out i think i even had one that was portrait and one that was landscape so oh. it did, yeah it didn't turn out very this is when i was first starting it did didn't turn out very well i finally learned you got to do a landscape <laughs> where you have the little black sides on on um your picture if you've yeah. ever done a portrait e, a bad idea so, so now, again, what do you do in this industry? Um, well, I started as a performer. Okay. And, uh, well, put it this way, my, my first roles were student's boyfriend. So it was a while ago. Was whose boyfriend? I w- my first roles when I was doing this, I was basically the student's boyfriend. Oh, oh yes, that must have been a long time ago. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So that has been uh, how many years, like, approximation? I, was, I started in the 90s. Okay. So we're talking about 30 years you've been in the industry? Around? 25. Yeah, 25. 25. Awesome. So you, you're a vet. You've seen it all for a long time. Yeah. And uh, then I got into production. Uh, Then I built a website called Adult Industry Resources, which ran for about 12 years and was an industry hub for the UK. So if you're in the industry in the UK, you'd have been a member of that, basically to liaise with other people. Uh, But legal changes and GDPR, it, it needed a complete technical back end rebuild, um, which really couldn't be done. So we closed that down because everyone moving to social media as well. Interesting. Uh, what I'm what I'm doing now for creators, because the the OnlyFans debacle has shown yeah. everyone you cannot trust the platforms. You that need is so true. <laughs> you need to have your own site because if you've got your own site, your own brand, even if it then simply points people at your platform for the content if they mess around you can just point at the new platform no one has to remember they're just going to your site um and on your site you can sell direct not using credit cards because that's a palaver but you can use you can use crypto you can take cash in the post and you get all the money credit cards that's what you use the platforms for because the cost of credit cards for your own site is so high that an 80% platform makes yeah. you more money. Correct. And, and if and you don't the, have credit cards, oh, go ahead. you can sell stuff that the credit cards don't like. Hypno, for example. I mean, that's uh, completely harmless. 
and the credit cards don't like it. Well, is it, isn't it because the banking, like, institutions that it's illegal to trade with the sex and the money, or is it just they just don't like it? Um, legality varies around the world. And what is really important is that the credit card companies have basically looked at all the places where this is legal and decided to have a set of rules, which means that it doesn't matter which jurisdiction you're in. Yeah, the international. Taking a credit card for that content isn't going to break their reasonable rules. But, of course, once you're not taking a credit card, you can sell anything which is legal for you to sell. So if you're in the UK, you can sell up to UK law. If you're in the US, you can sell up to US law. Okay. Um, It doesn't really impact on me because I'm very much mainstream, but a lot of the kink fetish people, it will be useful for. Very much so. And and is it because OnlyFans just wasn't set up to be able to handle this kind of industry or, I mean, these kind of payments, and then they did it anyways without, you know, putting their foot down, and then it snowballed into this, what it is today? OnlyFans, quite secretive organization. Very. Um, (laughs) They did not set out to be the world's biggest porn salesman. Exactly. Uh, they ended up there by sort of by accident. They yep. effectively created a platform which paid out brilliantly, so everyone jumped on it. Yes. Um, they were quite happy to take the money, but then the, the recent there's a few things going on in the background. I reckon. The recent problem, they didn't communicate it very well, but it wasn't actually credit cards. It was one of their partner banks. Because when you're the size of OnlyFans, you're shifting hundreds of millions of dollars a month to people. You don't do that with somebody running a copy of Sage Accounting. (laughs) Yes. You do that by having major banking partners. And for some reason, they're one of their major banking partners suddenly decided to have some connections about the nature of the content Uh and said, well, we can't really handle this. Um, And that created serious cash flow problems. Well, it created problems getting money to people. Um, The credit card thing, I think, has been a bit coincidental because of the Pornhub thing. So the credit MasterCard... And we're all, I don't know if Visa have followed yet, but everyone expects them to do so. I Basically came up with MasterCard a whole new set of, mm-hmm. Pardon? I think it was MasterCard and Visa, yes. Yeah. They basically created up with a whole new set of rules and regulations they were going to apply to platforms, which effectively meant they required the platforms to behave as if they were the originating production company. So you, in the old days, you'd shoot your own mm-hmm. stuff, you'd have your website so everything you'd have all the paper you'd have all the you would know that everything you were selling was kosher correct 
And so they, oh, they were holding them accountable for whatever's on the site. It's going to be you. That's that's basically what they was what what the credit cards have done have done to the platforms is turn around and say, you have to know as much about how kosher everything is as the people who are making it. Because ah, if, if you do something that brings trouble, our names, Mastercard and Visa, become in the frame. Because what the in, what the media start doing is saying, "Oh my God, how They're can trapped. the credit card companies allow this to happen?" Exactly. So that that's where <laughs> that's where all the new platform rules have come from. And I think that OnlyFans got caught up. Um, personal view. Yes. OnlyFans have actually built something much, much bigger than this industry. And they try. They also want to work out how to use it. Um, for example, you're aware of the big fight going on about Apple and in-game payments and commissions. No. So, but I, yeah, go ahead. I'm different. Okay. <laughs> I don't look at any media or anything. Or no TV. So I'm sort of in. If, if you build a wonderful game and you sell it on Apple uh-huh. and people have, people pay for things in the game, right? Okay. And that's how you make your money. Apple take 30%. Oh, okay. Now, so they, so effectively Apple are paying out 70%. OnlyFans are paying out 80%. If you're a musician, and you put a CD out onto iTunes, $10 CD, you probably get one, two, three dollars. Oh, interesting. You would get eight. Good point. Wow. So I, I think what OnlyFans have built a fantastic platform for distributing content. Yes. Which is very fair to the creators and is actually fairer than the mainstream platforms. Very interesting. Now, it's a banker to take you mainstream. You've then got a $100 billion company. Yeah. But American investment markets really, really, really don't like adult. (laughs) Yeah, I, I... I don't understand so, that. <laughs> so I think what you've got, you, you had a banking a banking problem, which was the crisis, combined with the credit cards changing their views and coming up with new rules, um, and OnlyFans absolutely terrible at corporate communications. Yes, and it was just so. a huge vomit all at once, like. Bleh. But they had, I mean, I had known this was going to happen for months. Like probably six months, and I've been hearing it and hearing it, but I don't think people really put much merit to it. The rumors, and we all knew that was going to happen, which is why I have my own website. I have my own stuff like that because they can always come back to my website. You, you'll always be able to find me somewhere. <laughs> so I can use whichever platforms are around. You know, there's loads of them. Yeah, but I'm on those two. You can't just pour everything into one. And but only fans requires that kind of time. And so it's sort of like I'm I don't know. I, I think I think that 
in life, you just can't pour everything into one thing. And you, I mean, it's a shame that it's gone. Yeah, my view is that creators in the industry, you need your own website where everything goes. Your real fans eventually find it and eventually send you Bitcoin so that you get all the money. You then need, you need, you probably need to support two or three platforms with all your content. But as you say, at any one time, for the fans who are wanting lots of interaction, you can probably only support one, maybe two. Um, you know, yes. you it's very difficult. Join <laughs> ten and ten, you, you know. But the key thing is, you've got to have your own website. Because that's yeah. the crux. That's the brand. And then people that's what are pointing. you do, right? Is that what you do? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm building websites for industry creators uh, all over the world and very reasonable costs. Nice. Are you, so you're in if the... I wanted a website for me and I'm brand new or rather new in the industry and I came to you and said, please, Mr. Jones, would you please build me a website? I need help. And what would a basic, like, website run me if I wanted to do that? Okay. Now, the you know the old story about Henry Ford and his Model T Ford? Customers can have any color as long as it's black. Yeah. Because the point was, their first car, the point was, have a bloody car. And then in yes. five years' time, when you know what you need your car to do and whether it should actually be a tractor, do that. <laughs> So I'm, <laughs> I am, I'm doing Henry Ford. I'm saying, you send me a bunch of photos. I'll give you a very nice design based on a template, which is absolutely gorgeous. Uh-huh. And that site will have, it will do whatever, it will focus on what you are selling. Hmm. Um, it will have a live working shop that will take Bitcoin. It will take payment apps which is nice. a breach of most apps TNC, but if that's a risk you want to run, it's just a just a matter between you and them. It's not a legal huh. issue. Um, and that will be your shop. It will be live e-commerce. It can include things that are more difficult to do on the platforms, autographed pictures, things that you're selling old old clothes, um, pre-used props. Uh, <laughs> pre-used props love Prop. it oh my no. gosh I'm going to say that now <laughs> you, you do that <laughs> good one I like that and it also comes not a lot of people use this it also comes with a newsletter which yeah. point, runs off a properly set up SMP SMTP server really all the boxes ticked for dmark basically if you normally set up at home Uh send it off to everybody nobody gets it because everything flags it as spam yeah and you can't even send it because there's no like newsletter like thing to build it off of they just tell you do you want to join our newsletter but i've never seen one actually like a site have a working newsletter (laughs) Uh, we 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 include a newsletter, so if you can get your fans to join your yeah. new site, you can always communicate with those people, no matter what the platforms do. Because if you're on a platform, mm-hmm. they're not your customers; they're the platform's customers. Yeah. If you 
on Twitter with fans and followers, they're not yours. They're Twitter's. Twitter boots you off. You can't reach those 10,000 people again. Correct. Yes. Of course you, you can, can with your own website. <laughs> if, you, if, if while you're on Twitter, you're saying, guys, you know, I could get booted off at any point. Follow this link. Join my mailing list. Then you can build up a mailing list of people who want to hear from you. They've opted in. And then you can email them from time to time with yeah. your special offers or your guys. Yep. Got booted off Twitter. Here's the new one. <laughs> and that's that's what the only fan people. Um, I was like, start collecting your emails right away. Like they undervalue the value of having their emails. And I'm like, just start collecting because that's how you're going to communicate with them when shit hits the fan. Right. You want all, all your pushing for your real fans to have a direct contact with you. And the only way you get that is by email. Everything else is yeah. at risk. You know, you're on Insta. Why the hell are you on Insta? They don't like you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm on it. I don't know why either, but I just started it. <laughs> well, um, I've, there's an article on my website about Insta and Twitter. Basically, uh-huh. if you are, if somebody can use the information on your Insta to hit Google and find your adult material, you are in breach of Insta's terms and conditions. Yes, they have very a very high so. definition of indirect solicitation. Um, they're the same you know, as Facebook. They're owned by Facebook, right? They're owned by Facebook, and at the end of the day, Facebook want Insta to be an age thirteen plus platform. And I. <laughs> I, I Twitter likes us, but obviously you guys over in America have got some political fights going on that may hit Section 230. So are <laughs> depending we, are we, that, basically we're stirring shit up. <laughs> we are indeed. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break. Um, and you had picked three songs. And your first song, you remember it? <laughs> your first song was Higher State of Consciousness. Is that? And that is by Josh Fink. And why did you pick this one? Uh, it's a very bonkers tune, and it brings back very good memories of raving. Oh, goodness. <laughs> you were a wild one, huh? Ah, not really. You just had good time. Good times. Good times. <laughs> Bloody mind. Yo, <laughs> this is K97M Radio. You're listening to Phone Sex with Lily, and we'll be back with Paul Jones. Hello, you're listening to Phone Sex with Lily. I'm Lily Craven. We are on K97FM Radio, your adult industry station, and I'm here talking to Paul Jones. Hello. Hello. He is all the way here from the UK, and Paul Jones does, well, currently he is doing website um, development for people in the industry, for their platforms. And you had been saying that you, like, the first thing – if you're in sex work, you need to have your own platform, your own website, to, like a home base. Absolutely. I have to agree with you 100% on that. 
not to just throw it all into someone else's platform. Yeah, own your yeah. own, and then bounce people to wherever you want them to go that that suits you. Nice, yeah. And and now on your websites, can you like webcam live since webcamming is now the thing to do, or can you build it to be that way? Now, what I've done is I've basically kept it very straightforward, which is why the whole thing is a nice, affordable 280 US dollars a year. Oh, Get that yeah. in there. That, you know, you can have there are other people who will quite happily take thousands of dollars from you to build you yeah. a very integrated system that will do all sorts of things. And if you know you need that and you can justify the expense, you go for it. Whereas with mine, for example, if you're going to be webcamming, you're probably webcamming on somebody else's platform. Correct. You're charging. You want to get charging by the minute. But yeah. equally, what you can say to people on your website is you can say, look, book a half hour webcam session with me. And then you can be doing it on Skype or Jitsi. Exactly. Yeah. Any other system. And you've already been paid in advance. Always. And, yes. of course, you can offer the client a good deal because most of the webcam yeah, platforms, you end up with, what, about half? Um, 40. A bit more. They say 60, but I say 40, probably. <laughs> Percent. So, you know, so, roughly speaking, you're getting half the money. So, you can offer, you can offer the client a half-hour cam show. Um, and... You can charge him what you would normally get for. Oh, God, is this? I'm tired. Anyway, it's a brilliant deal because the middleman is. isn't anything out. So you can That's say, look, what it's I, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have my, I divide my tokens that I would get and you convert it into dollars. And then if, if I bring them over to, well, I shouldn't be saying this because we're not allowed to do this. But, anyways, if they reach, out to me on their own, um, then they will say, can we do a private on Skype? And then I do Skype and I charge them a little bit less because, well, I eventually charge them more, but a little bit less just because they're going over and I get 100% of it. So I actually make more, even though I'm charging them less. And yeah. and it works out great. Um, and then also we're not restricted. Like I'm someone who likes to fist. And my customers want to see me fist, and they have, you know, four-finger rules where you can't put five in you. Um, so so when I'm on Skype, I can go for it. I can put my legs behind my head, just get in there. <laughs> and nobody's going to say anything. So that's nice to have that freedom. You're, you're on video. Outside. Can I see that? You, you want to see it? I said you're on video at my end. Can I see that? <laughs> I, I, well, no, wait, right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. So I am on. We were talking on Skype because he's in the UK. <laughs> I have my video on. He does not. And so, anyways, he, yeah, we'll have to. I'll have to send you a video instead, but not video chat, unless you want to pay the hourly fee. I mean oh, the the minute per minute fee. <laughs> Look, and I, I'm 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 on audio because I'm pacing up and down. I can't do <laughs> these things if I'm still in front of the camera. <laughs> no, I understand, and I'm sitting here still in my pajamas. <laughs> it's what time? 2 p.m. Hmm. It's not good, is it? 
So yes, we're going to take it. So with with the site, you can you can you can make arrangements to do everything you need with your with your direct fans because there are plenty of ways to then make things happen. And if down the line you want to integrate some official cam software with a provider, you know that that can be looked at. But right now it's look, let's yeah. get you going. Let's give you the basic tools to get you up and running. You know. To start and link with, you may, your people. Yeah, link your you to all your platforms as well. It's a link. Yeah, uh, yeah that makes sense. And the other places have traffic that you can pull from. You know what I mean? Like if if I if someone's gonna link, oh no, if they would link, but we could put our website on a lot of these sites. I do. Yeah, I mean, if you're on if you're on Twitter, mm-hmm. so were, I mean, Twitter is in this industry. Twitter is your number one marketing platform. That's where it's where your effort goes, building yeah. that follower base. And you've got your own. So on your Twitter bio, it is the link to your website. And then when people come to your website, yeah. it's selling your content or it's saying, okay, you know. Um, here you can order goods from me. You can book <laughs> Skype shows. And for my content, here's all the content. And then it links out to, you know, it could be your OnlyFans. It could be your, your, your many vids. Yeah. Because, you know, for credit card sales, your content is on other people's platforms. I mean, everyone in the talks about, you know, Bitcoin and cash in the post and my personal classic. Gold bullion from Amazon. <laughs> Gold bullion? Yes. I, 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 I was giving a talk on revenue payment systems that you can uh-huh. use. Uh, and, of course, everyone likes Amazon gift cards. Send me Amazon gift cards. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I yeah. accept it all Stand the away. time. Terms and conditions breach, but who cares? You know, yeah. you've got to take risks. So you're getting these Amazon gift cards, and everyone thinks, what do you do with them? You can buy what you need from Amazon, but even Which with this Amazon, anything. it doesn't pay the rent. And exactly. I thought, so I Googled Amazon gold bullion. Yes, Amazon will sell you gold bullion. So if you've got enough gift cards coming in to buy a half ounce gold bullion, knock yourself out. No way. Sell it, sell it, sell it down the local jewelers. There you go. Rent money. Wow. <laughs> I get gift cards all the time. But, you know, but I spend a lot on Amazon. Why are we surprised that you can buy gold bullion on Amazon? You know. <laughs> but it does seem strange. But you can do it. And then you could return it because you can return anything you want. Right? Yeah, but I don't recommend that. Yeah. Because it's not the right thing to do. Well, it's not that. It's on with regard to payment systems mm-hmm. because of computerization and anti-money laundering regulation. Yes. Systems are designed to flag anything which could potentially be criminal activity. Exactly. And that would come up as it because you're, yes, it makes sense because you're changing that into cash. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, I, fa- I know you can do this in America, and I haven't really tested it in the UK. You can have somebody else pay off your credit card. 
or pay off part of your credit card. Uh-huh. And they will get flagged. No, it's perfectly reasonable to do so. But what would almost certainly get flagged is several people starting to send money to pay off your credit cards. Got you. You see, you know, yes. if it's, if it's, you know, so if you make, okay, you say to one, one, you know, one. One sugar one daddy. Yeah. Yes, daddy, you're right. You know, once every couple of months, you pay off the credit card. Brilliant. But you don't go to a whole bunch of people and think, yeah, oh, yeah, use bucks, one a month. Huh? That pay off a hundred bucks on my credit card. Because then the credit card company is going to go, no, this is not normal. And if it's yes. not normal, we're going to check it out. And suddenly you're like, you're a hundred bucks. Yeah. They, they always say I'm money laundering. And I'm like, but I'm not. Like, I'm really not. <laughs> so... So like, and it's just too much transaction, too many cap, too many people. It's not not that they end up saying you're a money launderer. It's Mm -hmm. that you've drawn your attention to them to yourself. They then work out what you are actually doing, and that's a breach of their terms and conditions with most of the American financial institutions. We just need to follow the rules. I mean, it, it's true. Like, if you don't like the platform or, like, even with Facebook, you know, they get angry about the rules. But they want young, you know, youth to be able to use it. And I do, too. Like, they need platforms. And it doesn't need to be smothered with porn. And and you just go and do it somewhere else. Now, I have a pay-to-play selling group that I've been running about five years on Facebook that's very successful. But we don't, we all know why we're in the group. I screen everyone. So we don't have to put, you know, eh, and that eh, and your booty. And we don't have to put all of that because we all know why we're there. Take it in the inbox. Like, just keep it out of the way. But people get so upset about that. It's taken away our rights. And it's like, no, it's their right to have their platform be what they want it to be. So I know I'm in the industry, but, I, you know, a lot of people I have a hard time with. Find another platform, like do something else. They're not getting rid of us. They're just choosing not to have porn. Yeah. I mean, the point is, you know, you're, yeah. the, freedom, the, the freedom we all, the freedom we all have is the, is the freedom to set up our own websites to publish our own stuff. There you go. You know, we don't, it is not, we don't have the freedom to go and piggyback on somebody else's work because we want their audience. Exactly. You know. Um, and it's I mean, a lot of work to create traffic. It is no joke to like you need skills <laughs> to get it, your own traffic. And a lot of people in this industry as well, they are so they will go wherever the traffic is at. They don't care what platform it really is. They don't care about they just go where the wind blows. And it's like, but someone else built all that traffic. You know, yeah. that's what you're paying for. That's what your percentage goes to. So when it comes down to getting your own website, do you find a lot of them are just, I mean, uh, I want to say this, well, but they're a little lazy. They're a little lazy, the, the I, industry, and they, won't create their own and take the time to develop it. Well, the web, the, the, the website thing has basically, that has basically come out of my, it, it's been my COVID project. To effectively put this together so that I can build the, I can build these really good sites for people in a yes. cost-effective time frame for me to make it work. Because if I was saying, oh, you know, they're a thousand dollars a year each. Um, yeah. Or too much money. At 280, 
It is not too much money. You no, may no. want to have it. That's fine. But I am not going to buy the fact that it costs you too much money. And oh, I know no, not at all. And I know. I, I know five thousand. <laughs> it may never uh, work. So, uh, and what I it is getting. I haven't started properly marketing it yet, um, but it is getting traction. So there's a few in there's a few in the works already, and they're all free until January. So it, it's easier for me to build the damn thing for you, and then if you decide that you want it or not, than to try and insist on you making a decision before you've seen it, which is. Quite amusing and also quite nice. It's a, it's a good position to be in. Yeah. Uh, platforms. When I ran other industry resources, I was effectively the guy who ran the platform. You know, I was Dorsey. Okay. And you really get very – and this was an industry platform for industry people. But you, you very, very soon develop a zero, zero strikes, zero tolerance, zero length fuse for idiots. Yeah, and, you know, and they're probably everywhere. <laughs> some somebody do something, and uh, it's account deleted. I wouldn't even. I used to. I used to tell them at first, um, but after that, you know, there were some things it would. No, you have to be bloody stupid to have done that. Gone. No discussion. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if I thought, you know, other things, it would be like, don't do that again. <laughs> But some people, I'm not in discussion. I don't have to give you reasons. This is my platform. Um, you're toasted. Exactly. Like I can do what I want. This is mine. I created all this. this <laughs> you're on my time, my spot. So yeah, that was you know reasons for loss of account, causing me causing me more grief than I'm willing to accept. <laughs> yes, is that is that on a trip? <laughs> <laughs> but when it's you your own site, it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> if it's your platform, you can do, you could say whatever. Because my mom said so, because I'm the mom. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's basically what it was. And that was, you know, that was a uh, that was a platform for, for proper people. Yeah. And it, was, it was for us. Um, and, you know, I had no, no rules on what was allowed, as long as it was legal. Um, but it was just, it's just dealing with idiots. Yes, most I can imagine. Were, most of whom were guys who were trying to be a new producer, had no clue what they were doing. Men or, with cameras. <laughs> right. Men with cameras and no serious budget. Men with cameras are great if they come with money. Yes. Um, and then the other smaller group was, uh, the, the fake girls who, didn't understand what the site was about at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, the wind was just blowing that way, right? Yeah. So they they they, they used to they used to come along, and it was like, uh, yeah, no. Uh, but it was yeah, that was. It, it was Go ahead. You were saying. No, no, that's fine. Oh, so we're going to take a break. Um, and you had picked a second song. You might have to help me. So, um, Arvo. Arvo Pet, Spiegel im Spiegel. Ooh, very interesting. We'll have to listen to this one. And we will be back. This is Lily Craven, Phone Sex with Lily, and we are speaking to Paul Jones.
Hi, this is Lily Craven. You're listening to Phone Sex with Lily on K97 FM Radio, your adult industry station. And I'm speaking today with Paul Jones. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So um, what you were saying, you've been in the industry like 25 plus years. What are the differences when say the 90s in in what we're doing today what what are the big differences okay how, how um, have things changed <laughs> for, for the good and the bad <laughs> it's gone through a number of revolutions okay so back in the 90s in the uk distributing pornography was illegal so that was fun yeah um you were allowed to you were allowed to be in it you were allowed to film it. But as soon as it went through the postal system, it was against yes. the law. So effectively, it was, it was a, 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 a bunch of mild-mannered criminals. <laughs> yes. Um, so when you were shooting, you, would, you, you, know, you, you had to have a little bit of operational security. Uh, you know, being, you, didn't want, you didn't want to draw attention to yourself when you were shooting. So you took you took care. Um, then for the for the girls in the industry, they're the people who've seen the largest changes. So back in the day, if you got into the industry, it was fairly hard. You had to do some digging to find people who were real. But once you found them and you you were in the loop, then you could. You could shoot two or three times a week for a couple of years, you know, as long as you were professional. So you turn up, you do what you say you're going to do, you go home, everything's lovely. But after, usually after two, two and a half years, the phone would stop ringing because the producers all want somebody new. And they used to pay them pretty, like, really good, right? Uh, Yeah. Because there was a handful of them, not not like it is now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just putting a power cable in. There you are. <laughs> um, yeah, so there weren't many people in the industry. I worked out in the 90s, more people in the British industry than there were in our last Olympic sports team. So it was easier to be in the Olympics than it was. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> so, so what are some, like, pros and cons? That, that like, stuff that's better and stuff that's worse. Yeah. So, basically, it was really easy to make a lot of easy money back then if you were a girl who liked doing the porn. Um, now, the paid work massively reduced. You cannot make a living doing it. So you now have to be a business person. So you've got to be, you want to get the paid work when it's available because that's just such an easy day. You need to be making your own content, collaborating with other performers to make the content you want. Um, if you go into a collaboration day, you know who comes out with what they need? The people who went in and who went in with an idea of what they wanted to come home with. Correct. If you go in just happy to go with the flow, you're going to get good content, but it's going to be flow content. So yes. if, there's things, if there's things you want, you make sure that everyone 
knows that so that you get it done. Um, you know, you have to know, you have to be able to market and promote yourself, do the social media thing, the platform things. So it is, it's much harder to make the same money, but you can make it for a lot longer. If you build a yeah, fan, <laughs> you know, <laughs> five years, 10 years, correct. Um, there's a couple of girls who were in it 15 years ago who are still in it. And you yeah. don't hear about them. They're really, they're not, they're not selling to new people. They've got a loyal fan base that loves what they do and is getting older with them. Yes. I mean, I have grey hairs. I thought it was a huge joke when I managed to get into the game in the first place. Yeah. I'm not six, <laughs> never owned a six pack. Um, yeah. even when I was actually fitter than most of the guys in the industry, I didn't look it, which was great for winning bets, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> love it um and you know and now i've got gray hair and i'm still working with people when they want to work with me so you know the yeah. the ability to drive your own career didn't exist back then it does exist now yeah uh, multiple revenue streams webcams you know you crack webcams with france that's really good money yes i do yeah i get that You've got to be organized. I mean, I would say you want to trying to have one or two content day collaboration days with three, four other people. When they all, all end up in one place, let's make lots of content. And if you do that twice a month, that's your month's content ready. Correct. So then for the rest of the month, you've got your online stuff. You've got your camming. You've got whatever else you want to be doing. Now, uh, now. If you were to, okay, so say someone wants to do a trade with um, another talent, what kind of criteria should you be looking for? Like, should they bring something to the table because you're trading? I'm trading my ass for your what? Shouldn't it be like following or they need to have some, they just not some guy? Oh, Okay, it should be it should be somebody who it will be beneficial for you to work with because yes. your audience will want to buy what you are making. So in that context, don't you know, if you're thinking, I mean, I, I have my bad butler character. I've got the I've got the clothes and everything. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, it will be I, I want a bad butler scene. Then, yeah, let's work together because that's going to be great for both of us. Um, if you're thinking, oh my God, it's ages since I've worked with some hung 20 year old bodybuilder. I need mm -hmm. that. And you've got some random young 20 year old bodybuilder who has actually got off his ass and gone to get certs. And you, well, okay then, you know, worst case scenario, you waste an afternoon. But if oh, you can. Oh, it's not a waste. <laughs> but I was thinking was... you can't get lost. Because <laughs> I just this in Miami I was like oh well I don't have a young hot you know ooh, he was he was I worked with Milan he was pretty hot if you haven't heard of him so he was great and um yeah it's definitely worth it because that means he brought something to the table and he brought his body and he yeah. and he had a big dick so so there's two things and well he's also been in a lot of films so he brings a following as well 
But is it a good idea to film with someone who is a just nobody, like maybe a fan or maybe boyfriend that nobody knows? Or, or you know, is, okay. shouldn't those be shoot? If you're a if you're a woman and you're and you're targeting the straight male fandom, okay. not watching the guy. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not, not watching the guy. So, <laughs> you know. No, you make them a prop. Like, I don't even put their head in the, the video. Yeah, you can make them a prop. I always think, I mean, when I'm telling camera people how to shoot, I'm sort of like, look, you want to be, you're, you're close in or you are showing one or both of our faces. You know, the, yes. the, tits, the tits to crotch shot is just a complete and utter waste. You know, if you realize that's what you're framing, go in or go out, but go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> do not, yes, don't do that. <laughs> that's what you got to get on your knees. Then you're down low below it, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. got to have a face. If you get two faces, great. If you can only get one, obviously the woman's is more important. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, you, you, you work with, people that you want to work with for your reasons and you end up working with them because they want to work with you for their reasons. You know, if it's a new young guy, he wants to work with you because he needs to work with people to establish a reputation. You know, yeah. guy with loads but of followers. Oh, great. We've all got loads of followers. But shouldn't that be a paid, like, in that case, if he has no following, he wants to get his foot in, that would be a paid shoot. Wouldn't it be considered maybe? Um. Well, he's bringing nothing to it, it depends. No, basically, you, you look at, I mean, if, you know, the guy has got his lovely body and you think, oh, yeah, we'll sell to my fans. Yes. He doesn't need to pay you. If you think, you know, he doesn't bring anything I need to the table, you give him your fee. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. It does. So and you didn't have all that back then, right? It was just, you were paid by a studio. Was there content creators like there is now? Like, just individuals who were the cell phone? Back then, it was very, it was small-scale producers. So they're typically individual producers, possibly with a makeup artist. They would uh, do the shooting. I mean, I was one of them as well for a while. Um, and they would be selling it to one of the big companies like Private or the TV companies. So what they've normally been, what normally happens is they've had a conversation with Private about a theme to shoot. And then oh, Private says, okay. okay, we'll give you, you know, you've got a budget of, um, you've got a budget of £1,200 per scene. Uh-huh. And spend is your profit. Oh, so, nice. So, so, then, so, and then the girls got none of the, con- they weren't content, like, collectors uh, and sellers, right? No, they, you, you, no right that you got no rights at all. Um, the only thing you might get sent would be some stills for your, you know, for your own your own use, bit of marketing, and to be able to say that you did this on on, on this scene. Um, but you didn't you didn't get any you didn't get content. You couldn't use it. It was you Sounds know you so simple. <laughs> it was very simple. You turn up, you have sex, you get filmed. You get yeah. Filmed. And if you're the producer, it's the other. You know. You're paying them. You're shooting it. You're going home. You're getting bored to see if editing, um, yeah. and then you get the rest of the money because you used to get some of the money up front, and then the balance would be when they accepted what you made. Interesting. So you would hope that's like the good old day. I mean, that sounds great. It was, it was great, but 
But, and for the guys, the guys could always last a long time in the industry because the audience wasn't watching them. So the producers needed to know that you turn up, get hard, perform, <laughs> and, and, go, and, and go home. But for the girls, of course, they required, they needed the phone to ring. Yeah. And the producers are always under pressure to find, you know, to, to bring in and, and book the, the exciting new girls. So once you've had your two, two and a half years of work, it became very difficult for the girls to keep going thereafter. Wow. It could be done at like 22, huh? <laughs> like early, early. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wow. Some people did keep going, but those were the people who were absolutely clearly having a blast on film, you know. The handful and here, of them, yeah. This is the best way to spend my afternoon. And it would show in their faces and everything. Yes. And with most performers, most people, that doesn't happen on film. No. So even so, you know, even for the, a lot of the people who it was, you know, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't absolutely obvious on film, so eventually people would stop phoning them, you know, because you're hot and it's good and you're smiley. But that little extra, the twinkle in the eye, uh-huh. yeah, did survive after that two and a half years. Yeah, I, I've heard that a lot, is that someone who just just loves to be there, <laughs> loves the shoot, it's all legit, they are not a character, they are the actual, that's how they live their life, and yeah. I've heard that, that's the way to go. I appreciate you coming and talking with me today, you've given us a lot of insight on how things used to be and also some great advice about getting your own website um where can they find you say if i want to go get my own website from you how do i get a hold of you right well um the easiest way is on twitter okay paul jones air a-i-r and that's a hangover my old site so it's at Paul Jones, A-I-R, air. Okay. The website is badbutlerxxx.com. Badbutlerxxx.com. I'm going to have you on another time just to talk about the bad butler. Oh, that would be great. (laughs) Yeah, I need to interview him. Well, I appreciate you coming. It's been really quite enlightening. And you picked your last song, your third song, which is, let's see, Jethro Tull, Locomotive Breathe. Breath. Breath. Ooh, this one sounds good. And <laughs> we'll have to take a listen. I appreciate you coming. You have a wonderful day. And you are listening to K97 FM Radio, your adult industry station. And we are saying goodbye with Phone Sex with Lily. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Phone Sex with Lily Show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch episodes you may have missed, go to Spotify, Anchor, or SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com. Simply type in Phone Sex with Lily Show. For the latest from Lily, you can follow her on Instagram at real underscore Lily Craven and on Twitter at 
at Lily Craven XXX or message on Facebook at Lily.Craven40. Thanks again. Until next time.